Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Joker continues to dominate the box office and foil any other Joker's hopes of getting on screen. We have a Wonder Woman trailer date, and who watches The Watchmen? Millions of people, that's who! Today, and much more on DC Movie News! Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. Here's Popcorn Talks DC. It's a little smaller than a medium, so I just I have to film it on days where I feel like I can just just the world. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen this whole saga happen from behind clues like on Twitter. So to see that reveal. It's still not as big. Hey, what's up, everybody? Rookie's here! We're just talking about the saga of my trying to find the pop proper Connor Superboy T-shirt. And Long Quest. I mean, that was just the most epic intro. We all just Thank needed a second to, I just wanted to like, absorb it. Breathe. I mean, I just, I felt you know, that I was phenomenal. I got the idea when my uh, three-year-old nephew, when I was wearing this shirt at, at a Jewish holiday party, he kept ripping open the shirt because of the snaps. I'm like, yeah. he gets it. He gets it. I'm and like, I didn't know you didn't reveal it before, so we no. got to experience it. So we were all like, oh, snap. I he can't do this as a prize. Well, I'm very excited to be here with uh, two big, big DC fans. Uh, if you watch anything anywhere online, if you've seen this show before, you know who I'm talking about. I'm here, of course, with the lovely Elena Jordan. Oh, hey, that's me. I'm here. And returning, uh, he was just here a few weeks ago, but I was not here. Mr. Coy Jandro is here. Good to be back. Very excited about today's formerly, content. Formerly host of Popcorn Talk's Marvel show. Yeah. And they just celebrated 250 episodes. And I would have been there, but I was with Damon Lindelof. Oh. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Let me just pick up that name you dropped. Right just, uh, it doesn't tie into all the Watchmen things. It does, but uh, also Damon Lindelof. It wow. certainly does. It certainly does. And, and that's one of the reasons why I really wanted to have Koi on the show, because Watchmen debuted this week. We've been talking about it. It's not a movie, but it kind of is. I mean, let's be honest. Um, so we're going to reserve a good amount of time to talk about Watchmen. Join us here in the chat room if you're joining us live. We're on Popcorn Talk Network on YouTube, DC Movie News. Uh, Ryan's in the booth. How are you doing today, What's sir? What's going on? Excited to talk Watchmen. I am hosting the after show for Watchmen. <laughs> we're so. plugging so early. We're plugging a lot, but yes. uh, really excited. We got three awesome titans in the studio today. Oh! Yeah. Yeah. oh. oh. By the way, still not the exact same shirt he had on the show, Titans. I mean, I mean that shirt... It's just so weird to me that it's like you would think that DC Universe would just like put that in. It's, it's the co- character happens to have a t-shirt as his it's costume. It's the thing to sell. It's the easiest yeah. thing to sell. It should be in the app. You should be able to click, watch the hosts, watch the read comics, click a, a button for that. Because I'll tell it's you, right there. this is okay, but this ain't official. I can feel it. The quality is not it the same. It may not be Titans, but it's still pretty tight. It's freaking tight. Oh! oh. And that's why we pay Elena Jordan yep. the, the pun bucks. <laughs> She is a leading pundit. Um, we are. I like that one. Um, first, we got to talk about. We always start off talking about Joker, which I finally saw for a second time with my girlfriend, um, and I loved it. I loved it the second time. Like going into it, I'm like, 
am I really into it a second time? And sure enough, I was. Because I had things to watch for that I wanted to be more clear on. Mm -hmm. uh, I, 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 have you, how many times have you seen it? Uh, Three. Which, oh, Trace. Three. Oh, Three. Yeah. So you've still seen it more than me. I uh, <laughs> like that movie a lot. I, yeah. I saw it uh, on Thursday opening night. I missed the press screening. Uh, I was a Burning Man, which is a different type of crazy. Uh, and then oh. I immediately got back and was like, oh no, everyone I know has seen it. And then I had to wait those three weeks that we all did Aww. for like the, the regular release. So I immediately bought tickets for Thursday, midnight, and the uh, and the Saturday. So Aww. I was already like pressed for two. Fell in love, saw it again last week. Um, it gets better every time because I notice more details. I did you answer questions that you had questions to like, or do you think this the the movie? still leaves things for you to decide. Like, I found some things and I'm like, okay, I think the movie is is giving me a conclusion on this. And then other things, I'm like, alright, that's still up to interpretation. The first time I watched it, I thought it was pretty clear that we were not supposed to know if Zazie uh, was... was uh, yeah, potential... There's a potential spoiler out there. It made a billion... Okay, okay. potential spoiler. Just saying, potential spoilers. Spoilers. Potential spoilers. spoilers. For the next five minutes, there will be if Joker spoilers If you don't want to hear about Zazie, the then just take a beat. Thank five you. minutes, I Saved Thank everyone. you for saving my Twitter for the no week. No problem, no problem. Go ahead. Spoiler potential if Zazie was killed or not. So there was. That's what I thought too. And I thought that was intentionally vague, but then I watched it the third time and realized he made it very clear that people that didn't wrong him survived. And yeah. then that so was then actually confirmed so, by the mm -hmm. cinematographer this week. Oh, I don't really? know if you saw it. Yeah. Because after Perfect. the second time, I was sure he killed her. Because I'm yeah. like, he's walking proud. And then my buddy was like, but he does say that he doesn't kill this guy, and that's afterwards. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think you're totally right. I think he does, and I love the 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 interpretation that you can go either way. And I like that the cinematographer said one thing, but you can either still be like, I don't agree. Okay, one more thing, and this might be a little out there. Does the Murray Franklin show actually happen? Yes. Okay. I would argue the whole movie might not happen. Okay, there's a it's, lot that might not when happen. When he's like the smacking whole thing his head at in the, the glass. very end, yeah, because of the way that it ends, it is set up in a way that it's like it could be the whole. But anything that ends the way where it's like, and it was all in their head, right, I'm right. like, be sucker punch or be nothing. Like, well, I'm like, don't do not do this. Like, I feel like we're <laughs> sucker punch or be the nothing. The killing of the therapist really paints a picture to me of like, he's yeah. murdered, he'll murder again. So yeah. I feel yeah. like it did happen. And without the Murray show, you wouldn't get the ending. Like, he wouldn't yeah. have gone on that, like, you know. Clown tirade. So I feel like it had to have happened. Which clown tirade? The one where he like rallies the other, like when he gets hit by the car. Or did jokers. that happen? That's another thing I saw. Did that not happen? The thing happen? is, after watching fun. it, so yeah, after watching it so many times, I feel like I have kind of a different view because I didn't love it as much as. Okay, but you else. still saw it as but many times. But I saw it. Yeah, I, I went to the I went to the premiere. I went to the press screenings, and then I went and got a ticket after mm -hmm. as well. Um, but after seeing it, I mean, there there are several things, and I wrote a whole like review of it, mm -hmm. so I'm not gonna go into like everything. But which you can find if you want to look at yeah, your if you want to check it online. out, um, you can check it out at M E A W W Media Entertainment Arts Worldwide. Great, All right, but, we're done um, spoilers, done. Yeah, we're done. no more spoilers. But I. I don't know. I feel like the cinematography was brilliant. I feel like the writing was brilliant. As far as looking at the movie as a whole, I think it was very well executed, but there are things, especially with the timing of the release, that I think are problematic. There are definitely sure. elements that I think, you know, I don't want to say that it shouldn't have been made, but there's definitely elements when you set something up with a precursor of this is our hero because he has the same basic origin of like a Spider-Man at the beginning of this is the person who is being unjustly right, but, but, but goes a different way and yeah. this is the important thing this is the sliding doors thing it's like if you have the same origin do you go left do you go right um, I, I, I just want to say finally uh, it's been critiqued by a lot of real 
like film nerds about how derivative it is and this and that. But I've heard the reaction from a couple of people that are close to me that are not big comic book people and not as like devotees of the Scorseses and the Coppolas and all this that were so affected by the movie. Someone that, A, had a, had a history of... Um, uh, someone very close to me who was in a halfway house for a while because of addiction and just another good friend. And they were so affected by the movie. And it just kind of made me think about how a film can affect you if you're not bringing all this other baggage into it and how effective it is. Like it's, And it made me think about how fair is it to bring, whether it's derivative or not, if you're not familiar with what it's derivative of, you know? like I, I'm a big proponent of, like, I don't give a shit about it being 2019. I want to see movies. Um, I, I'm so sick of us, like, quantifying everything with this sensitivity, uh, yeah. personally. So, I, I really enjoy it. Yeah, but it's also, like, you're not being targeted by these things. Everyone's being targeted. So Everyone's like... mad at everyone. The I, internet I, I, is just right. angry. I, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole, guys. I do want to mention the fact that this movie is going to profit as much as Avengers Infinity War. Wow. For DC, this is huge. This I mean, is... the success of it is... Right. So, whether you like this particular point. film or not, what does this say to you guys about the way that they're going to continue making these films? We know that there's a lot of films in development, but we also know that they're greenlighting when they want to greenlight. So what do you guys think this will mean, just you know, briefly, for the future, the next slate, outside of, we already know what 2021 is looking like, mm -hmm. but beyond that, and, and maybe other small films, what do you think? I mean, the fact that it had a smaller budget and they were apprehensive somewhat at the beginning, it's kind of the same thing that we've seen a few different times. Like, I mean, we saw with Deadpool, the kind yeah. of a similar thing, where it's like it completely blows away the expectations, which then I think is a good thing in that it benefits the filmmakers directly. Yeah. Because anytime that the studio gives more trust to their directors and they have more faith in it and they don't pick part things like we saw with Wonder Woman. Yeah. You know, it's like if you would have just let Patty Jenkins do her thing, the things all three that we, Yeah, all three if you had just been like, look, we're not gonna fight you on the third. Yeah. You can have all three, not just the first two. Can you imagine the A plus that could because it's an A. Exactly. But the A plus it could have been. Exactly. And so I feel like the the good thing the best thing I personally feel that it's going to come from this movie is that it's going to set a precedent that regardless of if you agree with that director and their stance and even some more controversial things like yeah. him even saying if I had not put the Joker the comic book label on it I would not have been able to make this movie in the yeah. current environment and you even have kind of controversial things like that having the studio have full faith in their directors and back them, I think is always a good thing because if you have one clear person with a clear vision, that vision is going to be more easily expressed. I, I agree with all of that and think that the smaller, more contained budgets are really a benefit for mm -hmm. this type of movie because if everything just keeps getting bigger and bigger, everything can't be an Avengers movie, we need to have things be smaller contained movies, so I'm really glad. I, I said on, on Heroes that I feel like Logan chopped down the trees for yeah. this type of movie, but this paved the road. So now it's not going to be a studio being like, eh, Logan was a fluke. Now we have a giant example and another contained example Logan, of like maybe Deadpool, these type, this You know what I mean? Like there's, there's now cumulative effect of like, no, no, this is what people want. It's not just a wonder. So to me, this doing all of that money off a budget that's like a catering budget. Yeah, I think I think that is all true. I will also say that this kind of ties into that idea, you know, I don't want to go down another huge rabbit hole, but all the comments made by the filmmakers about what is cinema, what is not. I think, you know, this reminds me of growing up, I read comic books, and um, some people thought comic books were not literature, okay? Um, some people think soap operas, like All My Children, is not real television, like, you know... Yeah, but it's also, like, these are the same people 
<coughs> Scorsese, who are crapping on Netflix <laughs> until their movie is picked up by Netflix, and then now it's the savior for cinema. Did so you I'm see like, Scorsese's I'm sorry. Today? Yeah. And I was like, like, it's different cinema. Here. I'm like, bro. Get out of here. You were like with Spielberg. Rah, rah, rah. No Oscars for the streaming. No Oscars for the streaming. Now my movie exactly. is, it should get an Oscar. But can I'm I also say, from our perspective, like as journalists, <laughs> like we, we've all done red carpets, we've all done junkets, we've all sat down mm-hmm. with these filmmakers. In what world do you have 10 minutes with Martin Scorsese and you keep grilling him on Marvel movies? He's done so much cinema. Why would you waste it's minutes true, it's of time? It's true. You really like, need to focus more on the people asking these questions than these yeah. guys' opinions. But I mean, some of it too, I'm just like, uh, with a lot of these, even Todd Phillips, I'm like, guys, just make your good movies and shut your and mouth. Just, just go to that just island shut your mouth. Just please. <laughs> Don't say when somebody says, should you, do you feel an importance of including more female or diverse characters? Say, stop asking me this. This is a waste of time. Just don't say anything. To, to bring this back to anything. DC, if I can, I I yeah. do like the fact that Marvel is giving me the soap opera thing that was the crack for me as a kid. Listen, this is how they got my money. The same thing they're doing now, which I as an adult love watching because I read Incredible Hulk. It ended in an issue where it was continued in Iron Man. Now I'm reading Iron Man. Then the Hulk fights the thing. Now I'm reading Fantastic Four. This is exactly what they're doing. <laughs> and this is how they got my lawn mowing money as a child. Yeah, so man. to me, I get it. I, I, I see their point, but I'm like, I like the soap operas. I like the candy. I like this. I like these emotions. But but I like the fact that DC can make a film like Joker and that we now have... I like the fact that we're not going to try to ape this continuity that a Marvel set up and mm-hmm. we can have it all because I'm going to all. Because Aquaman can be the big shiny thing that it is and then yeah. Joker can be the dark gritty thing that it is and Wonder Woman can be her own thing by going to 1984 inexplicably. I really like that we're not trying They're to They're like, do, hey man, it I did it. American Horror Story did it. That's the year Orson Welles called <laughs> It. Oh yeah, Make I that know. Move. It, just, it just beat Deadpool. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, did it really? Yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's going to pass the Deadpool. Uh, did we on. look at this uh, Ryan Reynolds tweet? Did you put that yeah. up there? The single greatest congratulatory this is the message. Best, I think I. So Ryan Reynolds, uh, Deadpool. He just uh, gave a, a congratulations to Joker's box office, and it was signed by. Can you guys we see got who's Deadpool, up there? Neo, Pennywise, Pennywise Jesus, Jesus, and Hugh Jackman. That's beautiful. and what do those guys have in common? Uh, I believe they make R-rated masterpieces. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> oh, by the way, is anyone, how come nobody, I hate to get back to it, but like, and I know it's not a Marvel movie, but isn't like Last Temptation of Christ like an awesome superhero movie? Have oh, you it's guys the did? best superhero it's movie. It's a great superhero yeah. movie. Okay, I, I just like, like Kevin yeah. Smith's statement about like that Jesus, uh, Martin Scorsese made the ultimate superhero movie, but then <gasps> so did Mel Gibson. Yeah. Like, the big R-rated superhero is Jesus. I did, still didn't see the Mel Gibson one because I heard it was such a dirt. but now but all I, really I liked the, think the other is one. Preacher when Jesus literally kills Hitler and I'm like anytime we talk about Jesus as a DC character I think of him as the actual DC character from Preacher superpowers gritty origin story team ups Jesus does some stuff you guys JC DC Um, task so speaking of things that Joker is destroying we're getting a lot of uh, we're getting a lot of inside (laughs) dope this that, is my favorite transition. Um, I'm that, with you. That uh, Jared Leto was none too happy about the production of the Joker movie, uh, and that his iteration, and I don't think this would really surprise too many people. I know a lot of people suspected this, but that his iteration of the Joker is likely done. What do you guys think about that? 
Yeah, I mean, it obviously is. He even said if nobody liked his Joker, then he was going to go live in a cave somewhere, and then he banked on it because now he has an island that he's the leader of a cult. So Does he have an island? Yeah, Jared Leto is a cult, and he's not even doing the cult right. Yeah, Everybody who's in the cult, cult is like, you're not even running this cult right, man. Like, it's if you're a gonna, cult. It's the fire festival cult. Yeah. Oh, oh my no. God. It's not long until the first time hearing about Leto's cult. Really? John will be a disciple before years end. He basically was like, look, man, if Chloe from Smallville can do it. That I is true, yeah. Well, well, it didn't end well for him. <laughs> no, it didn't. The, the Jared Leto is always interesting because he's such a <laughs> specific figure of, like, dressing like, you know, Jesus and, and like, leading these auditoriums of, of people. But then he speaks in an actor sense. Like, he, he's kind of, like, playing it both ways. Like, yeah. the rock star, movie star thing. And I don't want to... I don't know him. I don't want to disparage anyone, but, like... I always feel like he thinks he's above the studio system or above whatever he property. He's above everything. And he, that's a really tricky thing to He tried to hook up to... with me when I was 16. Fun I, fact. Oh, I, hey now. See, I've never yeah, had that know, relationship right? with and Mr. And then Leto. literally had to be like, no, I'm 16. And then still fought. I'm like, Jared Leto's been sketchy for a while. That was So you were literally a long 30 seconds ago. from Mars? Yes, it was at the 30 seconds to Mars concert. And then he tried to pass me off on his brother. And I was like, I'm still a teenager. <laughs> I, I think no one should be about the studio system, and uh, I think that I've never been in that position, so I can't speak. So, do you guys? What do you guys? Think I also for... was not in that position. Let me just go ahead and specify. Yes, you never was in that position. <laughs> what do you guys think this means for our next iteration of Joker? Um, because I want to, I want to kind of put these two things together. One, there've been rumors, but when a movie makes up like a billion dollars, makes this much profit, the idea of sequel talk has got to be there. So, first, I want to hear. Do you guys think they would do a sequel to Joker? And then, if not, what does that mean for an iteration of Joker in the Pattinson Batman thing that's going on now? Because clearly, we have a big hit, and we know from you know what we've been told by everyone that they have no plans to cross this over with Mm-mm. Pattinson, which right. I believe. I take yeah. that, and I think tonally that would be a mess. But it wouldn't work. You don't walk away from a profitable movie like this when you did it so well. So, so what do you guys think? First, Coy, what do you think about a sequel? What is this three? Three pronged attack. Okay, tell me. One, Joker two. If Joaquin Phoenix has already said he'd be playing that role right now if they'd let him. Uh, he said him and Todd Phillips didn't want to stop filming. He wants to go play. Plus, Joaquin Phoenix was so happy. Just he got to make his version of a character he that made money. He gets to dance a hell of a lot. He gets in to this do so much. But like, imagine the freedom as an actor to be playing this type of role forever in movies that didn't make money. And now he's suddenly like, wait, I can do the same thing. Throw on some makeup and make all the money, and people love it. Like he got to do the master, but for profit. So I think the that's master a, was so good. It's so good that no one saw it. Like <laughs> no. that's the thing is, this is the perfect. You're right. He got to make a McDonald's advertised gourmet burger. Like, the McDonald's did all the oh advertising, God. but he got to make the gourmet. You're so, like, if McDonald's would have carried one of my hot dogs, you're saying? That's what I'm saying. I want the food analogy be... for you. Oh, uh, so, wow. imagine, like, you guys, That'd you got amazing. the Happy Meals from the McDonald's market. So, I no. think that's happening. Uh, two, I think DC Black Label is now going to be very, very fast-tracked with, like, I think a Mr. Freeze movie would be great, like an epic romance, like mm. a sweeping Nicholas Sparks romance turning into a third-act villain movie. The only thing is, um, with Mr. Freeze, I'm like, now does it really work? Because Batman seems like kind of a dick, where you're like, you're a billionaire that could have helped out this man. <laughs> punching that man yeah. that wants to like, say well that's yeah, a really interesting like, take imagine if he's the more well, anti-hero I had this idea like, I had this idea if you continue with this unreliable narrator and this might be the worst idea ever but like the Joker's <laughs> perception of what Batman is is oh, the Batman as we know him with the cape and cowl and everything but the actual Batman is not that'd be he's fun he's just Bruce and he's like I don't know he's a cop or he's something yeah. he's some demon that he's created there's like a bat his... outside his window and he just sees his face on it something yeah kind of in the scarecrow 
you know, oh, realm. Also, I don't know. Uh, shout out to uh, Ricky Middlesworth in the chat. He's joining us right now. So. Ricky's here. Ricky's in the chat. He was actually on the show with us last week. He's yeah. ch- chiming in about Jared Leto. And what how is he, he saying? He's just saying he thinks it was a mistake casting and that he's heard, you know, all these stories about maybe the footage they, they cut out of the film was unusable and maybe that cast yeah. bit themselves in the butt. Um, really? You don't think that no. sending dead <laughs> pigs and used condoms to your co-stars is an indicator of brilliance? Um, uh, 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 we're getting a lot of chiming in on the chat roll. Um, if they do Joker oh. 2, Xeno like, Iris says we still they have should a third part. We're almost there. Oh, your third prong attacked. Uh, so, and also, I agree with the live chat. Xeno Hour, uh, I love White Knight. What I think they should do with a Joker 2 is have the unreliable narrator of Harley Quinn be in the hospital with him and Harley be his doctor. And he's trying to woo Harleen by telling these extravagant stories of his history. Oh, my and God. It's an unreliable narrator by way of trying to hit on Harley. So, he's falling in love with Harley. That puts the woman in control instead of him in control. Instead of her wooing him, she, he's wooing her. I want to see a dark Harley story, honestly. Like, because she's I feel a like hers nurse. is more, if you read like all of the comics going all the way back to Mad Love and then through. Yeah. But, it's like, but it's, you, this would be the story that you could tell. And there's tell. like four Harley comics right now. She's yeah. so hot. Right Elena, you know Margot Robbie's got I that mean, character yeah, right they're now. they're not going to do another one that. because yes. they're like, Margot can do whatever. I yeah. mean, they already are like, look, you can buy her jacket for $200 at Hot Topic and everybody's already wearing it. Pink Taco Bell. it's 98 degrees out here. Pink Taco Bell in the chat room. Says we need a Sandman movie. Pink Taco Bell. Neil Gaiman is working on the Netflix yep. long yeah, form version of that. I'm confident that's in good hands oh, right oh, now. Sandman is in good hands. Don't you yeah. worry. We don't need a movie. That is the right call for that. Um, next, I want to talk about um, Batman. Let's talk. All oh, this talk about villains. Let's let's <laughs> oh, let, let's talk, talk about Batman. Batman. Okay. So right uh, while we were doing the show last week, it was started to be reported, and I'll just reiterate: Michael Giacchino. Uh, is no surprise again. He kind of gets all the gigs. Uh, is doing the music for the Batman. How do we feel about that? <laughs> yes, you. I'm ecstatic. I'm more excited about this than any of the other casting news. And I freaking love me some Kravitz and I love me some Batman. So I'm like, I'm so excited. This, I'm like, Coco. Like, yeah. geez, come on, Bat. The Incredibles, though. This is when oh. I lost it. The music for The Incredibles and The Incredibles Two. The score on that movie. Oh yeah, oh, that was my great. God, it's two so great music. good. I cannot wait. I honestly will watch this movie multiple times. One of them will probably be just without even watching it and just listening to it. Because but you're telling me sound... you're going to see the Batman more than one time? I find that very. <laughs> I know annoying. it's weird. Like, before you've even like seen a trailer, trailer. come on. Like... Didn't like the Joker saw it thrice. Loves Batman eight times. Yeah, I yeah. will never see the Batman. <laughs> I refuse to see things I love. Only listens. Uh, Only yeah. Listen. So so uh, along with I'm that, so yeah, so we have Michael Giacchino. We have the um, I I'm think the the effects the effects supervisor, same as the Apes yep. movies, yes. right? Which I mean, come, come on. Um, so they're not yeah. monkeying around. <laughs> well, how are you feeling about this, Coy? This the, the Batman. Big risk for. Uh, I think that the Batman is going to be what DC moves forward from. I think that's where they're going to start their new shared universe. I think Wonder Woman and this new The Batman will start to form a new thing. Great. That ties me into my next subject wow. here. Does the Batman's existence confirm two ongoing? When I say universes, I mean universes where we're going to build and have multiple films that connect, because you could say Joker's its own universe, this, mm-hmm. that. When I say universe, 
Do you think that the Batman is confirming that we are going to have at least two sort of DC continuities? And yeah. Is that weird? Yeah, definitely. Because DC black label and regular. I don't think that that's okay, weird but, at all. But, because but, but, we also the phone have... Then. You black label then, you're saying that the Batman is falling into the black no, label? No, no, I'm saying Joker's black label. Right. Yeah. And that'll but, be that only But then Elseworlds. what about the world where you have Momoa and, but and look Gal Gadot at DC TV, as... too. I mean, it's like they have so many different... I mean, if you can cinematic, have Titans... Though, I'm talking about I know, cinematic I'm saying universes, like yeah. DC because... In general, it's different than Marvel. They don't all have to be connected. I think this is definitely a clear. This is going to be Joker. It is going to be completely separate. Robert Pattinson and Joaquin are Mm -hmm. never going to be on screen together. Okay, let me ask you this then. Do you see a world, Coy, in which that you introduce a Superman in the Batman universe that is not existing in the same world as the Wonder Woman? I think they're going to soft reboot. Uh, I think we're going to keep Aquaman because it did well. I think we're going to keep Wonder Woman because it's incredible. And I think we're going to soft reboot everything else. Shazam's going to live. Are we eventually going to use this Flashpoint thing to bring everything together? I don't know if the Flash movie's gonna exist in the next mm-hmm. five years. Like, I, it's it's the most stop start it, I've ever it, seen. A movie. I think they pulled it. Yeah, well, I think so. I think yeah. Because the think, last we heard was because uh, it was gonna be their restart. Yeah. I think well, it was last, their restart. But, but, but most recently, we heard that the director of it is excited. Is 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 heard, into it? Yes. And then and that's his next project. I don't think it's Ezra Miller. I think it's gonna be that director doing a movie in four to five years with the new Flash. Okay. I think he's I mean, excited. Ezra Miller. Chat uh, roll, I need you to I chime in on that. I've got business, nothing guys. against Ezra Miller. I've got nothing against the DC Universe. I've got nothing against Zack Snyder's universe at all. But Ezra Miller tried to make one movie with a different set of directors, tried to make another movie with a different set of directors, mm-hmm. tried to write a movie with Grant Morrison, and then I feel like Ezra Miller's thrown a lot of spaghetti at the wall. Nothing has been what DC wanted. And now with all this success, I think it's going to be a slow evolution out of that. But I don't know, and I know every Snyder Ricky Cut fan Middlesworth, is Ricky Middlesworth, uh, our friend, thinks the Matt Reeves verse is going to stay contained within Gotham. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which I think is fine, but then, but then, Ricky, and I'm talking to you directly, do you then have a world in which you have Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and no Batman? What? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you, you we, like, in one hand, we're talking about how it's great that they go in all their own direction, mm-hmm. but then, like, you think about, like, well, if they're kind of connected, I still need all these things to fit together in a way, and it is kind of strange. I think that they'll make it fit, but it will be, I mean, a lot more disjointed because they're not trying to be Marvel. They're right. trying to do their own independent yeah. things. And if it's working, which clearly it is, yeah. then I think that they're, like, they're not going to break what. Or they're not going to try to fix what ain't broke. And if you just look at who's working on these films, you've got Momoa actively working on Aquaman 2. Mm-hmm. You've got Wonder Woman 84 actively coming out. You've got The Ooh. Batman. I think Henry Henry Cavill being so quiet worries me because I love him as Superman. He's done. And we he's, know, he's, he's done. And we know Batflex out. So I think yeah. that naturally The Batman will be the new Batman yeah. for the universe that gets to stay. And not only so. am I sure he's done, but I do think he's going to show up in a Marvel movie really soon. I love the Captain Britain rumor. I think oh, that amazing. is the coolest thing yeah. in the world. Yeah, I would love that. I'd take that, that That's a character that I never read a lot, but I always thought had one of the greatest costumes in all of comics. Like, the Captain Britain outfit is just amazing. I would love to see, like, just a big yoke jack kind of thing. Anyway, I want to ask you, though, because oh, yes, I got to interview Josh Blacker, who's in C with Jason Momoa, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. and he said the big thing he wants to do is play Lex Luthor, because he uh, looks like Lex Luthor, uh, and the Jason playing Aquaman, and now his stepdaughter playing Catwoman, oh. it's like, this is his big thing, that he's like, get me in on the DC Universe. What would you guys think of seeing him, uh, having a new Lex Luthor? I, yeah, we I mean, need I'm like, you're as gonna soon as need he a said it, I was like, I'm super yeah. into it. I like yeah. this idea. I don't know about Lex Luthor, but I do know we are getting a Maxwell Lord, another kind of like mm-hmm. character like that. So we knew that this was a possibility. It's been confirmed that Pedro Pascal is playing Maxwell Lord. Now, um, a little brief history on this character. This is a character that was introduced in the 80s who was kind of a, a, a dick, not Grayson. Um, <laughs> Um, but to you. I, see, I knew, I knew where you were going already. Slow burn punter, uh, I liked it. 
but not necessarily a bad guy. He was kind of like the money guy or the front guy kind of for the Justice League, mm-hmm. Justice League International, all this. Later on, he's retconned, and he's kind of like a big bad. He's got psychic powers, mm-hmm. and I think in the most recent iterations, he's got like psychic powers. So, uh, what kind of Maxwell Lord do you think we're going to get? Oh, also, I don't know if this is a clue, Wonder Woman 1984 takes place when... 1984. Exactly, and that's when Maxwell Lord's character came about. So, what do you think we're gonna get? Or 87, really, but in the 80s. What do you think? (laughs) Roundup. What do you think we're gonna get with this Maxwell Lord character, Pedro Pascal, who's uh, the Mandalorian and the Narcos dude, and so many other great things? I mean, I'm not even sure what we're gonna. I just, I'm excited. I think that it's gonna be good. But I don't know what the specifics are going to be because they've been keeping everything so under wraps. Very much so. I like the idea of him as a businessman that uses his psychic powers to like manipulate the stock market because the '80s was so like that yeah. heavy. So I'd love to see him like <gasps> that like, would be dope. Him manipulating businesses with like his Wolf abilities. Of Wall Street, yeah, like Wolf of Wall like... Street meets Xavier. Like yeah. I want to see <laughs> that movie. So if you if you have a, a very cunning, brilliant man use his powers for pure evil and profit, that'd be something Wonder Woman to go out against. Yeah. Um, we are getting a trailer, I think, uh, or at least the trailer is debuting at a Comic-Con mm-hmm. uh, on December 8th. Do you guys know which Comic-Con that is? December 8th, there's a Comic-Con? Ryan, it's, it's not it's, within it's the Comic-Con like a, company, yeah, it's, but it's, it's a convention. It's right. a convention. But it has to be big if they're debuting a Wonder Woman trailer at it. I would mm. think so. Um, so I'm assuming we're going to get that trailer, like, that day. Um, which is, oh my god, it still feels so long away, but it's just a little it's bit more than a month like away. Weeks. Uh, uh. Next week's November. That but it will crazy. be at Brazil's Comic Con. Brazil. We are like. Wait ten... a minute. Brazil is also going to do huge. the. Yeah, because they're doing Harley Quinn, because they just did the whole big announcement where they said it in all the different languages. They they're Venom like, look there. how diverse we are. Brazil was the big Venom. Uh, Harley all Quinn, that stuff. meaning the animated series? No, or? no. Uh, the Birds Emancipation. Yeah, the Emancipation of one. Harley Quinn, yes, yeah. Birds of Prey. Because they had the uh, they had all of the ladies basically saying, "What up, Brazil? We're coming and we're going to show you some stuff." And they were saying it in all of their different languages. Right. Mm. It says it's at Comic Con XP mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in yeah. Brazil. CCXP. CCXP. Cool. And um, in Brazil on December eighth. <coughs> that's soon. Yeah, that's soon. very soon. It's like t- ten weeks to the end of the decade, guys. That's crazy. Wow. Don't uh, even say these words to me. We're almost back in the swing in 20. Casey Nwaneri, you don't think that Kevin Foggy wants the drama that comes with Cavill? What drama? Henry Cavill what? was like the best company guy. Yeah, yeah he's the he nicest was in the world. beating the drum of DC. You know the, what? Maybe he means maybe possible. he means because his agent is also one of the producers that oh, works on that all of the different. Thing. I think that it's oh, basically that drama. yeah. I think it's because okay. his agent was one of the producers on Shazam and was kind of the reason that he wasn't seen because it. it was kind of a push to or get his last drama. appearance. I got I started playing drama. Witcher because Superman is going to be the Witcher. <laughs> yeah, dude, Andrew oh, Cavill's oh, fantastic. I have it's to really say good. too, if you guys are on PlayStation Network, if you play PlayStation, the Halloween mm-hmm. sale right now is dope, and they have several Batman titles, and I bought all of them, including VR on sale. It's eight. Dollars for the Batman VR right now. Okay, I'm gonna do. I know yeah. what I'm but you need the VR thing. Yeah, if you don't have VR, I don't then have it's the like, VR But they thing. also have they have the regular games too. I've just gotten so into VR because it makes me feel like I'm Batman. Well, uh, we were gonna talk about this <laughs> in a little bit, but I will mention another rumor is that the WB Montreal game that they've been working on is rumored to be Arkham Legacy, and Ooh. apparently you're gonna be able to play as the whole, whole Bat family. family. Except for, Amazing. but does that mean Cassandra Kane? Because they haven't said, and I'm like, they is haven't it just said the who voice? that entails. No, is no, it no, just no, the no, voice? There's no, no, no. no. 
Barbara You're gonna have Calvin in there. You're gonna have Barbara. I'm yeah. sure. Huntress might be in there. She's I'm just really saying, right if you played Injustice too, Black Canary is the most dope. So. Yeah. And, and they don't ignore those things. Yeah. Like when you when you're designing a game and one does really well, you're not like, but yes, yeah. dudes. I, it made me so happy though because so many people I've loved Black Canary for forever, yeah, and they were finally, like, I don't really know her, and they're like, she's so dope on yeah. Injustice too, and I was like, yeah, it's my girl. I feel like there's gonna be a Black Canary. Dinah Drake, not Dinah Lance. Let's pick the right one. I'm just wondering if anybody has any. Uh, if there's any rumors as to when that's going to be released, but I'm sure it's still far away off. Yeah, they haven't announced Games it. Games take longer to make Games? than movies, man. They take oh, no. a long time. I think they'll probably announce it at the Video Game Awards because they typically have those near the end of the year, and that's when they typically do their big announcements. So I think they'll probably have it then. Um, we have some reports from the set of The Suicide Squad. Man, 2021 is going to be a big year for DC <sighs> movies, isn't yeah, it? It's nuts. This movie's been filming for a few weeks. It comes out after the Batman, which is still kind of weird to me that like Batman hasn't started rolling cameras and it's still... I think Batman's going to be so much more contained than we're expecting. Yeah. I think it's going to be an actual detective movie yeah. set within like five is. locations. I think it's going to be a, a tiny Arkham film with a bunch of villains and it's going to be like less CGI. I mm-hmm. want it to be like seven with Batman, man. I, I feel like it's gonna the Riddler, be. I that's think what it feels yeah. like. Yeah. So you don't need to have post, like as much post. You need post. You need to cut the movie. I but can't. Like, <laughs> no dailies and that eight is hours. It. Just send out the cut. <laughs> so sometime in 2020, we're gonna see what this costume looks like. That's what I know. That yeah. I'm very maybe Comic Con. And the accessories. I love DC's return. I want DC back at Comic Con so bad. I've missed them. But Joel Kinnaman. So Joel Kinnaman says Joel that the Suicide Squad feels like a comedy. Oh, I mean James Gunn's. And, um, I mean, does yeah. that surprise anyone? No. You so you've seen some of the set photos and things like that. Uh, what did you think of like the costumes and all that? That Flula that looks great. Is, Flula looks amazing. And like the casting of Flula and like David Osmolich. The people in this movie imply a dark comedy. James yeah. Gunn mm-hmm. implies a dark comedy. The Suicide Squad itself, we're going to lose people we care about immediately, which yes. is going to be funny in a dark gonna, way. Yes. So yeah. it, and, like I, I hope it's a comedy. Do you think Joel Kinnaman is one of those characters we're going to lose? I think Joel Kinnaman wants to be. I think so. That I think lose? this is going to yeah. be his way out. <laughs> and like, I, don't, so, so you I hate think, to say that. Uh, but... Boomerang and Kinnaman are both going to get. Oh, out I think I know. I think Boomerang, oh, Boomerang is, is. I think he stays. Oh, no, I think he stays. Really? How much fun does that guy have playing that part? So I mean, much. He used to be Ozzy Wolverine. I I agree, but he is in that initial scene that we've seen with I feel like Nathan Fillion the way they've set it up I Pete feel Davidson. like I think or do you think it's a sight that she swerve I think everyone from the original Suicide Squad goes except him and then I think we lose Could a lot be. of the new folks I, I, I listen I wouldn't be mad at that I, I'm Could up for just any surprises thinking. you know because we're going to be guessing at what is happening and, and then ultimately you get to the day it opens and you hope you've been wrong but yeah. that's the problem every trailer is like, going to mislead us every image so. is going to be a bait and switch James Gunn made us cry over like you know a tree in the first movie and he made us cry over Mary Poppins in the second. He does That's stuff. That's true. Like he's manipulative with emotions. Uh, you think that it's gonna go from like Rick Flag to White Flag? Oh, hundred percent. And we're gonna be weeping throughout. Like it's <laughs> yeah. so we're gonna, so we're gonna be laugh crying to like classic rock songs. That sounds like a delight. I'm to me. so I'm ready for Suicide excited. Squad. Yeah. You describing it like that is all I need. James, I love you. <laughs> Uh, you know, one thing we do know is happening in 2022, I forgot, is Aquaman 2. Yeah. Uh, not surprising anyone. Uh, Yaya Abdul-Mateen, uh, who is in Watchmen. Diving back in. Uh, yes, talked about diving back <laughs> into Aquaman 2. Uh, is, that, is that the least surprising bit of news you've ever heard? Like, yeah, did you it's think? like... Made a lot of money making another one. That yeah, I also just kind well, of I mean, the fact the way that they ended. Yeah, it was oh, like yeah, the way that it was set up. And that's also the one character everybody was like, "But more." Like, yeah. I feel like when he was gone, we were like, "No." 
And then that's really rare for a villain to be like, but come back. So I I, I would have taken a Black Manta movie after that performance because he was I so interesting for... Would. Yeah, he only had limited screen time with the Mask. It was clearly a tease yeah. for this is coming back mm-hmm. later. Right. Um, yeah. So, but I guess it would be weird if they had Aquaman and then Black Manta, and then they had Shazam and then Black Adam, and then they had like, you know, we team up for the third, and now we team up for the third, and it's like, all right. All okay. these movies splitting and coming together, like yeah. Batman and the Joker, but they don't meet. Black Manta and Aquaman, yeah. they do meet. Yeah. Ooh. Okay, guys. I think <laughs> one's that's, in the sky uh, and one's underwater. It's that's not pretty the same. much all we got for the movie news. We're gonna slide over into another reality right now. We're gonna Ooh. go into uh, Roxy Stryer's TV time. <laughs> It's time for Roxy Stryer's TV time. All the girls think Johnny's fine. Adam's cooking so divine. Also, we have their good graphic. DC Mania's it's time to talk. TV time. Here with us, indeed, Roxy's head. You saw it bouncing around. So, anybody that wanted their Roxy Stryer fix, uh, you got that right now. Um, so, what's happening in the world of TV? Well, we debuted a pretty big show this week. Watchmen mm-hmm. debuted. I heard it was over one and a half million viewers, uh, which says a lot because that's like the first couple of days. And like, I don't even have HBO on a cable thing anymore. Like, yeah. I have like yeah. the app. And like, so the fact that that many people tune in, that's huge numbers. Um, so I guess just generally, Koi, I know you've seen four of them. Yeah. And spoke to Mr. Lindelof. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I know you've seen one. Yeah, I'm like, am I turning green right like, now with envy? envy? Have I just, like, as the green filter? So first, Elena, <laughs> let me hear from you. What did you think of Ugh. that first episode? Uh, should we, Ryan, should we let people know there will be spoilers so we can discuss this openly? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, guys, we're going to spoil the first episode because there is a pretty yeah. big spoiler that happens in it. Even um, from the beginning. I'll put the lights on yeah. red. For yeah, you basically okay. just and it's have Friday. to spoil. Yeah. We're talking Watchmen. Uh, if you <sighs> haven't seen it, go. It's if magic. you don't have HBO, get your free trial. Get Make up a new email account. I don't care how you do it, but get that free trial I and watch it. I almost am like, wait until, and then get your free trial and just binge all of That's it. That's like so smart. It, I don't know why everybody does this. Multiple emails, guys. You can... <laughs> Multiple ways. Look at you. We didn't say that. So, what do you think? Oh, my God. It was phenomenal. This is what I'm talking about. Like, TV shows like this that go in and just completely blow everybody away. Mm -hmm. I mean, the fact that most people didn't even know that the Tulsa bombings were a real thing until Watchmen. And then it's like, this is where we see that our entertainment is giving us information (laughs) and helping us in a way that our school systems have failed us, I feel, in many ways. And the fact that this is both educational, has a deep, deep... I mean, everything about it is perfect. I feel like from the very beginning to the very end, the very first scenes, the last, the cinematography, the incorporation... Uh, 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 It's not cinema. It's based on a comic. But I feel like, you know, incorporating the animation, incorporating, you know, the opening scene with the the silent film and the way that it's so brilliantly done and having this come full circle. I mean, I'm not surprised because Legion was probably one of the best pilots I've ever seen in my life. And so Lindelof knows how to make a pilot. And we know this. What did he have to do with Legion? Didn't he work on Legion? No, that was so. Noah. Noah oh, Hawley. Oh, you're right, you're right. That was Noah Hawley. But that was also, yes. also on the same also level. Very comparative. Kind of similar yeah. where it's like, yeah. where the cinematography really is not just to look cool. It pushes the story forward. Yeah. Every element of it is intentional and it's used to express something new. I mean, every time you watch the the pilot again, yeah. you pick up something new. I didn't think we'd ever get another Legion and then Watchmen came out. So I, I completely yeah, agree with the yeah, assessment. Yeah. yeah, because it's very... 
uh, cerebral. Yeah. What about the way, so you have to walk a, a really tight rope with this because you have to introduce, this is a show that is not adapting a, a story, mm-hmm. and yet people that are not familiar with Watchmen are coming into a completely cold, unless they've seen the Zack Snyder movie, it's not really a sequel to that, it's mm-hmm. more to the comic, so how do you think they, 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 they dance on that line? I, I think it's a show that if you watch Watchmen, you'll get something out of. If you've read Watchmen, you'll get a lot out of. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a show that can stand on its own because mm-hmm. of how topical it is. It's a show that deals with a, a thing, like a massacre that occurred 100 years ago that people didn't know about because of the failings of our school system mm-hmm. that informs a current problem through superheroes. So the reason I like superheroes is I feel like you're using a trojan horse to bring important narratives to people that would otherwise ignore them so i've always read superheroes for the purpose of getting a moral compass being a better person seeing larger than life stories told that are real life is this not the purpose of myth exactly and And i I feel like you use the trojan horse analogy because it's the and the 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 gateway of comics is a trojan horse of like oh look genre content so i think watchman i just you know deadpool's my boy (laughs) so i think watchman is is the best highbrow example of that because it doesn't shirk the fact that it's intellectual it doesn't shirk the fact that it's really smart it doesn't try to be like here's a linear path that mm-hmm. goes like deal with it and i can say the second episode's even better than the first i'm not gonna say anything oh. else about it but i can say the show doesn't go bigger it goes deeper and wider Ooh. so the show only invests you further into watchmen it doesn't try to be a sequel it doesn't try to get bigger it makes you care more about the world that alan moore and dave gibbons invented and damon lindelof being such a fan makes you you feel how invested he is in the world he's not trying to do anything new he's trying to build out from that world does it go because you've seen more of it does it kind of keep the same cinematography and the same incorporation of the the sound design because the sound design oh, the is Atticus what Ross, Trent Reznor only gets better okay like, see because I was like the sound design is so good in this that I can't even imagine how it could get better there's a, a, a score in, in episode 4 that I cannot wait to somehow procure to run to because it made wow. me like viscerally wow. affected like I, oh I was God. watching it like so I had to separate A from B right like now. the visual so yeah, it, was, it was incredible but uh, it, it only gets the better and I think that it's really important like you were saying about uh, educating people on something that is so important through entertainment and through media. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what I think the show is able to do, just like the Watchmen comic. The Watchmen comic was a book that people that said comics were for kids read. People that were like, ah, these are, these are just like 10 cent dime, blah, blah, blah. And that made people understand that comics are art. And I think the show has the potential to make people like your Marty Scorsese's understand the high concept level that Watchmen can be in television. So mm-hmm. does it explain why it precipitates Squid? Because the, <laughs> have you read the Watchmen comic? Well, in oh, the, I know, yes, you know, I know in that's the pilot, good. they explain it. Even Why in the pilot, they explain it. Yes, because they say, "Do you think the interdimensional attacks are uh, oh, right. are from are meant from the government? It's part of the the Rorschach when they're mm-hmm. doing the uh, the, the, the so grilling. Cool. Yeah, it's so cool with the mirror face yeah. and everything. So, so you good. say they're from the government." It's that, well, that's what's set up is that in that one questioning with that one question right. he sets up is this actually interdimensional attacks is that what the squid is or is this a conspiracy theory and the government is making this happen so it already oh, in that one question sets up this whole separate dynamic of conspiracy theories yes, in the modern day o- exactly that's and, only because there's no information in this world you guys notice there's no internet and there's no cell phones mm-hmm. yeah so all the information like is going to be linear but yep. what's so smart though is this show doesn't hammer that home if you didn't pick that up in the first episode yeah. You'll get it. And again, that's the difference between watching a show like this and a CW show that has to, because it's for a younger audience, I get it. It's just, I love this idea of 
Wait, why? Being off balance. Yeah. And knowing that the show knows what it's doing, having the confidence that it's not that the show doesn't know what it's doing, it's that I'm not supposed to know these things yet. Mm-hmm. And I love that. We don't really know. Uh, we know Louis, Louis Gossett Jr., I'm assuming, is he He was the child, not the baby, right? Because he had the no protect his child. Yeah. With, he was the yeah. child who, who protected the kid. But we still don't know what that means. Um, let's talk about Don Johnson briefly. Mm-hmm. Don Johnson, Incredible. who delivering some of his, like, seeing his, like, comeback from, like, Eastbound and Down to, like, God, this. I loved Eastbound and Down. And he's just, like, the coolest so MF again. It's so crazy, though, he's, like, almost, like, the costumes are very similar, yeah. but the characters yeah. are so different. So, so, and the same, like, I was like, you could literally pop in here and be, like, So he's a cop like that's not working. Or, Brad walks by the background. He's not working with a mask. And Mm-mm. obviously that... Doesn't to work his out. Detriment. Which I also I love the commentary on in comics vigilantes hide behind a mask, which makes police uncomfortable because it's protecting their families. Now cops are doing it, so it's a commentary on mm-hmm. a lot of things we're dealing with today through the commentary of comic books. It's it's life reflecting art back to life back to art. And yeah. Regina King is oh, such God, a deep undercover cop it. that she has a separate cover job, but she's still fully a cop. She's not a vigilante. She's like a detective, but still a cop. Mm-hmm. Like. Whoa, there's so much to unpack. It's such a... It, Did you catch the Latin with the cop scene? They, they say who watches the Watchmen in Latin at the end of that speech. Oh, no, 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 no. When, when, at the end when they all have the masks up and then the last line of that is the Latin for who watches the Watchmen then they all leave. So they even tie back into the, the world, the concept of vigilantism. Uh, have you checked out the PDPedia? No, I haven't yet. I've heard okay, amazing things. Okay, so if you go to hbo.com slash pdpedia, much like if you read the comics, there was a lot of text. Uh, I think most of it was from under the mask or behind the hood or whatever. Like um, one of the senior characters is like wrote a story about the Watchmen, and then it's like in each panel, each, each book of the comic, there's a lot of text that fills in the history of the world. So HBO is doing that. It fills in a lot of the stories of the world, what happened since the squid attacks, um, and like uh, even like fiction. Oh, also like the original Watchmen appear in the first episode because there's a TV show that they're advertising, and Hooded yeah. Justice is yeah. there. I mean, the, all the Watchmen imagery God, is, so is. I saw an article about how they use Easter eggs to really get it's like the brilliant. fans. The book that is compiled from the things that you're describing at the yeah. end of the comics is on the desk in Ozymandias' office. Oh, oh my god. Brilliant. So they even tie that in. Like and, and the, the, the splash at the end of the episode is one of my favorite pieces of imagery I've seen like replicating a feeling. Yeah. Like they they capture that watchman blood splatter in a new yeah. way and it reflects the show. Because to me that's like, hey, this isn't your daddy's watchman, this is your daddy's watchman simultaneously. Mm-hmm. It's saying like we know, but also look over here. Let's talk about Jeremy Irons. So apparently Jeremy Irons scenes were all filmed before they started filming everything else oh, wow. separately for this nine uh because they filmed him in like Wales, I think. Mm. Um, Oh. We think he is Ozymandias. I mean, that's what, what we're assuming. Uh, in the first episode, he's celebrating some anniversary. I'm assuming it's the squid attack anniversary when he saved the world. Uh, and he seems to have some servants with him. Are they robots? What do you think? Maybe don't tell me if you know. What do you think about those? His his servants and, his, and him. His creepy, his creepy servants. And his, like, eating naked and everything like that. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely, they're setting up for there's something that's not quite right there. And they do it intentionally. I mean, even showing the, the watch that he gets as a present, the intricacies and the amount of skill that it would take for a person to put that together mm-hmm. shows that this is something that's a little bit further than the realm that we're used to. Yes, I agree. Because they wouldn't have, oh, you're just, you're a butler, 
So clearly you would know all the intricacies of putting together this watch that hasn't been used in years and years and right. years. And the horseshoe. Yeah, and the horseshoe, where he's like, this is a horseshoe. I'm like, what is happening? So good. Would a knife be better? <laughs> he's like, no, I'm only eating with a horseshoe from now <laughs> yeah, yeah. on. Can you imagine eating your Lucky Charms with a horseshoe and you pick up the horseshoe with the horseshoe? Oh. Uh, magically delicious. That is definitely meta. Uh, Lindelof has said that, that his story will match up but probably not till later on well, so Adam, i was gonna say before the show aired he, he put out a five-page letter to the fans Ooh. just saying how much he you know how, how, how much he cares about this project on instagram i thought that was really heartfelt and he like kind of brought up his dad on uh, his deathbed and how his dad showed him the comic mm. book i thought it was really sincere oh my god I can i can i take this moment to say uh so the reason the name dropped in the opening uh james uh james Damon Lindelof came on an episode of Comic Book Shopping. It drops Tuesday. So we went comic book shopping. And it he, dropped Tuesday? It or comes out this upcoming Oh, so we haven't been we able to watch it yet. yet. It oh, comes out this Tuesday. Guys, so I'm giving you some insight. Uh, so what was really cool for me was he is an active weekly comic book goer. He hadn't been in the last so six cool. weeks because he's been promoting Watchmen. But it was really cool to talk to someone that's up to date on comics that's so invested that he said Watchmen influenced every single piece of art he's ever made. Wow. Lost can thank Watchmen. The Leftovers can thank Watchmen. Uh, Star Trek yes. thanks Watchmen. So he was saying how everything he's done has just been aping Watchmen. So now he gets to actually play in that sandbox. And it was him finding out about the Tulsa massacre that made him realize he needed to tell that story through Watchmen and to get people to see it through that way. And he also straight up said, like, I'm a devout Alan Moore fan. If you're a fan of Alan Moore, don't watch my show because I'm doing a show that he would not want to exist, but I want yeah. to see it. And I was like, are you anti-commercialing on this? Like, it was, he's just so invested in Watchmen that he was willing to say that. And I yeah. was like, like, I just love Damon. He gets he's, it. He's a good person. He definitely gets it. And and I was such a huge fan of The Leftovers and Lost too. I mean, mm -hmm. like, it's, it's very controversial because all everyone could really talk about is, like, the last season, maybe, the, you know, the ending. But, like, Lost was the last lost. drama yeah. I watched on network <laughs> television. Yeah, yeah. And I also, can't think of one since then that has been compelling, like, water cooler TV talk since Lost. And what I love is that Watchmen got us to the point where comics today can be as highbrow as they are, yeah. but Lost got us Breaking Bad. Like, Lost, oh, Lost did, got yeah. us Soprano, so it's really cool that the man that gave us the show that changed TV was influenced by the comic that changed comics. Uh, and now, back. we've got a show based oh, on the comic. Elena, what do you think about the fact that Lindelof has said that, A, this is going to be a complete story told in nine episodes, because that's what he liked about Watchmen, yep. yeah. the comic, which, you know, we all refer to it as a graphic novel, but don't forget, this was not a graphic novel. Right. It was a monthly, monthly. I think. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not year. sure if it came out well, but it was over one year. Um, and then also with that, if there is a season two, he's not sure that he'd even be a part of it because it's not his material. So what do you think about those two things? You know, honestly, I am not mad at it because I, again, like it when a director has a clear vision. Mm. And when somebody says, especially for something episodic, because, you know, kind of going back to Legion, how it kind of fizzled out a little bit. Sure. I don't want to say that it did, but it's like clearly the vision that they had in place, they changed halfway through and it was evident. Whereas this one, if they are saying, as HBO often does, we basically have the entire concept from beginning to end. It's already been drafted out. We know exactly how it's going to end. That means that everything in it is specifically placed with this ending in mind. You're not going to have a Game of Thrones scenario where there's things that are brought up that aren't ever circled back. You're not going to have these loose ends. You're going to have everything as a cohesive story that doesn't just try to find yes. its way as it goes. Yeah, even though like Game of Thrones, it's based on another author's work. Right. It's not 
it's not adapting any of that author's right. work. It's and adapting it's, it's his taking, world, and it all takes place after it. And he knows how it's going to end from the beginning, which means that how this the pilot was so self-contained and how every moment in it tied into something else, and even you know that very last second where yeah. we see the blood splatter onto the, the sheriff badge ties back to the very first shot. Like It all yeah. comes back and then ties into the Watchmen. If this pilot is a representation of what the entire eight episode run is going to be, nine, nine, nine. is it nine? Nine, oh, nine. Even eight better. more. Then I am ecstatic to see the finale. I agree because I want to see with how rich the world of Watchmen is. I'd love to see someone else that's a devout Watchmen fan do a something and set in the universe. So if they give me a season two and it's someone else that loves Watchmen making Watchmen. I would take that, especially if this feels like Damon wanted nine. Like, mm-hmm. if he had a nine-hour movie in his head, I want to see that nine-hour movie. I don't want it to do well and then them be like, come back, and it's like, eh. I don't want it to turn into Lost. Because he spent ten years developing this nine hours. I don't want him to spend a year developing another nine hours and him not love it as much as he loves exactly. this. Oh, yeah, like yeah. The, uh, the cop show, mm-hmm. right? Which one? Uh, the Let- one with uh, 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 Woody Harrelson and... Oh, True uh, Detective. True Detective. Which, yeah, True season Detectives. one is a masterpiece, and then the rest happened. Yeah. Uh, season three picks back up, but season two, what was that? But it was that same kind of thing. Yeah. It was like the sophomore slump, the album. It's like you have a band that's been around six years. They finally released their first album. It's like then the following year, you need a whole. Now. They've got I mean, one single instead of ex- nine. It's an unrealistic expectation. I, my gut is telling me from just the way he's talked in interviews, he will be back for a second season. You think so? But I think if, not necessarily in a year. It, okay, I think this. If he decides to do another season, HBO, who who has a history of doing this, will wait until he's mm-hmm. ready. Yeah. This you is know? why I'm glad that it's on HBO. This, this is what is, they do. Yeah. yeah. Because they say we don't want to put out anything just to put it out. We want everything to be exactly. the highest quality. It's truly it home box office. Like yes. They live up to their name because they make cinema for it's TV. It's not TV. They, listen, it's it's HBO. HBO. Yeah. And, and, and <laughs> listen, I agree with you guys because I consider, yeah, whatever streamer, I'm going to get this and that, but HBO, I know there is a certain quality. Mm-hmm. HBO isn't putting up something for, like, they have a certain integrity and I love it and I love that they've maintained it for so long. I, I feel like he will be back for a second series because he hasn't closed it off, mm. uh, but I do also love the idea of other artists putting their spin on it, but then you have the the, the problem of like, alright, too much Watchmen, like there's only certain people who can really step up to the plate that, of the Watchmen. Who watches the just... Watchmen who make the Watchmen? Who watches, who watches the watchers of the Watchmen? That's the question. Who watches the watchers of the Watchmen? Oh my god. Um, we do. We, we are, are watch as, the watchers as, as evidenced by the, the by numbers. the 20 minute diatribe. We <laughs> are running out of time. We have had so much fun today. I do briefly want to say uh, CW shows are on right now. Uh, I'm trying to catch up little bit of a struggle. I did watch Supergirl get her pants, which I, I do <laughs> yeah! like that outfit a lot. I, yeah. I will say that. Um, um, but it, it's funny to talk about like the two different kinds, like what is cinema, what is not. If if Watchmen is like cinema, Titans is that like sweet sugary cereal that I'm freaking loving right now. Okay, like Titans feels lucky like charms. a comic book. It does. It feels each one feels like a great comic. Um, the world of Titans is so flushed out, the actual DC comic world we're living in, and I love this last episode. It was called Jericho. It, it just feels like how comics, you know, tell a big story, and then they're telling a lot of episodes that are going back and filling in the blanks about these characters. I just, I talk about the show every week. Freaking, I, I just, I, I love it. It's, it's like the kind of thing where it's like, it could be a lot of action or not. I'm just digging the world. I love... Uh, the, the guy kid is playing Robin I think is awesome I know we're gonna get Nightwing I can't wait for it to happen it's gonna make me squeal with geeky glee 
Um, whether this show comes back on DC Universe or if and everything else goes over to HBO Max, I can't wait wait to have more. What did you think of that versus Doom Patrol? Because the reason I couldn't get so into Titans is because I love Doom Patrol so much. I love Doom Patrol too, but they scratch totally different itches for me. I, and I'm glad they're not on at the same time. I'm, they both feel like they're of DC Universe and just like Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing felt very like, mm -hmm. you know, it was like a horror version of that. And Doom Patrol is like, is very much like, um, it's like a satire almost. You know, it's very satirical and smart. Titans doesn't try to be as cerebral, but it gives you great comic book storytelling and great action. I also want to say that I'm really enjoying the fact that Titans, Doom Patrol, and Watchmen are all weekly, so we can have these event yeah. moments. Every Sunday is now Watchmen night, and every and that's actually why like I've got the first six, but I've only watched four because I don't want to get too far ahead. Because I like the experience of conversation. I love binge TV, but it's really nice to feel like this to me feels like going to the comic store because every Wednesday is a comic, every weekday is a show. Like I, it feels more. So your favorite thing about Watchmen is the time. Uh with that, I don't feel like we should try to get too much more yeah, in. Yeah, I can't top that. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Koi, tell people where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at C-O-Y-J-A-N-D-R-E-A-U. And Tuesday, David Lindelof on Comic Book Shopping, Talking Watchmen. It was great. Elena Jordan! I can't wait to see it. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Elena Jordan, A-L-A-N-A-J-O-R-D-A-N, on Instagram at Elena J. Jordan, and you can catch me every week on MEA Worldwide interviewing your favorite celebrities. Be sure to check out the rest of our DC movie news family, Roxy Stryer, Roxy Stryer, Mike Kalinowski at Mike Kalinowski, Johnny LaQuasto at John Quasto or Sir John Quasto or Mademoiselle Quasto. I don't know, he's changed his name so many times. <laughs> I'm Adam Gertler. We'll see you next time on DC Movie News. Bye. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.